hello, everybody. Welcome to the Third Line Grinders podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas A. Gendro, and I am joined by the one and only Cameron Pierce. I love when we go into the British accents, Nick. It's so good to be back. Nick, how are you? Uh, doing lovely. I'm not even going to attempt it. Come on, you have to. It's a bit. No, last time you guys gave me shit for it because you're like, that's not English. <laughs> Technically, we should be doing like an Irish accent, but I don't even know if I can do that considering it's St. Patrick's Day. Oh, blimey. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose that works. And that is uh, the one and only Sony Veradian. Hi. Hi. Wait, so you did your middle name. Cam, what's your middle name? I didn't say my name is Richard. No, you said your middle initial. Mm -hmm. So I I would be Cameron Pierce. Okay, Sonic M for Radian. Got it. Well, I, I heard uh, Cam's middle name there. It's Dick, so that's yes. good to know. <laughs> no comment. Cameron Dick Pierce. Nice. CD. We love it. CDP. <laughs> <laughs> As if you could, as if uh, any of you listeners right now couldn't tell, we are Ethanless tonight, unfortunately, but we hope to get him back uh, next week. And it was just his birthday, so yes, we wish uh, we had him here so we could wish him another happy birthday. But yes, happy birthday, Ethan. We hope you enjoyed it down in CT, buddy, and hope you got to live it up a little bit at least. You better. <laughs> Probably not. <though. laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably had some smearing off ice or something. Pink Whitney. Pink Whitney's good. Pink Whitney is good. Pink Whitney with Sprite slaps. I haven't even tried it yet. Really? (sighs) Yeah. I haven't we don't carry it. I beat you to that one. That's a great question. I have no idea. Well, I'm also on like a no drinking month. Yeah. Don't don't even I won't even go there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But no, I haven't tried Pink Whitney yet, and I'm uh I will as soon as I can. It is very dangerous, and very delicious. Goes down smooth, very smooth. Oh, good to know. All right, I'll mix try it with it. pretty much anything, and it's going to taste good. Well, Sprite, anyway, I guess, right? I like it with like seltzer water, or take a hard seltzer and mix it with. Oh, the pink. double the effect. Got it. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's not talk <laughs> about my alcoholism. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Just kidding. Uh, we do have a handful of things to get to you guys today. Um, first things first, let's start with the biggest news that literally dropped, I think, a day or two after we recorded last week. And that yes. was the NHL struck a deal with uh, ESPN, Disney, um, or ESPN, Disney Networks. Uh, basically, basically, the NBC deal that the NHL has been in coots with for a while now has come to an end and it ends next season. So ESPN was able to strike a deal, a seven year television streaming and media rights deal with ESPN, ESPN plus ABC and Hulu. Um, they will have exclusive coverage of the Stanley cup final on ABC in four out of the seven years. Half of the Stanley cup playoff games will be on ABC and ESPN each season. Uh, 25 exclusive national regular season games that will be on ABC or ESPN. So that means that anybody that has cable will be able to watch that. They're also um, going to be offering, which they're already doing this this season through ESPN Plus, which 
I'm not. Do either of you have that? I don't have. No, that. I don't have I that. I used one. to have it for soccer games, but it just wasn't worth it. I yeah. just have Hulu, so I'm assuming I could watch it on Hulu. Well, so so basically, what they're I think it's I don't know if it's if you have a Hulu account, then you have ESPN Plus too. I'm guessing that's not the case. I'm guessing you have to have ESPN Plus. Yeah. But basically, ESPN Plus is going to take over the uh, out of market streaming package, which is which used to be known as NHL TV. So yeah, and it says right here, out of market streaming package, formerly NHL TV, available only as part of an ESPN Plus subscription. So. However much that costs, I don't know. I'm assuming it's twelve to anywhere from twelve to twenty bucks a month. month I'm guessing. Yeah. So probably, I don't so know. So basically, the only time that we could watch it is ABC or ESPN if we have yes, if you have cable. Right, but it doesn't start until next season. So this year, you still have you know your lo- obviously everything local. So like, it, say the Bruins are playing, you know, next year it's not a national game. We won't get that on ESPN Plus, but we'll have it on Nesson. Right. That's fine. But if, like, you want to watch other games, it's not going to be on NBCSN anymore. Right, right, right. Or, like, if you're in another state and you want to watch your team, and as long as you're not in that state or that province of of that team, you'll be able to watch it on ESPN Plus. So, Yeah, um, because I think a lot of games are already on ESPN Plus now. Right, they are. Yeah, starting this yeah. starting this year, they show a lot of the out of market games. Um, Wondering if it's, it's worth like, getting it. It's only like one or two a night right now, but I think if you're if you if you're trying to keep up with the league, it's definitely worth the investment. I mean, well, the way I look at it is, I think that this is still this is like a big deal for NHL because. You're using a Disney network, and obviously with Disney Plus, which is huge, and then just Disney in general. Right. You're going to get a lot of younger viewers, most likely. You're going to get, you know, people that are that are coming across just like ABC, which they know to be a family network, and hockey's going to be on. So maybe somebody that's never seen the game before is going to tune in and be like, "Oh, what's this? Let me check it out." So I think it's a huge deal for. I think it's uh, a good deal for sure. Yeah. For the for the NHL and for them to go back to ESPN, I mean, they used to have that awesome old broadcast um, uh, intro music, like the, for the broadcast, which was great. They had Gary Thorne, who's awesome. Yeah, um, Gary Thorne did come out and say that he would love to do it. Uh, he's not a broadcaster for the Baltimore Orioles anymore, so he's technically a free agent in the play by play world. So hopefully, he gets an opportunity to do it, and it brings more NHL coverage back to ESPN, which is obviously, as we know, is a worldwide leader in sports. So I, when I saw the news, I was like, well, I guess now I'm finally going to watch ESPN because the only time I ever watch it now is for if the Patriots or like a football game that I want to watch is on Monday Night Football or if the Red Sox play on Sunday Night Baseball. Other than that... I don't think I ever watched anything on ESPN. That's all I grew up on. That's every, well, like, every, yeah, but like I'm saying now, like, do you, you don't watch anything now on ESPN? No, no, no. Growing up, that's all I did was watch Sports Center every single morning. I would watch the 30 for 30s, I'd watch the 60s, everything. Yeah. Now I just don't care for it anymore. It's just, it's, I, I wouldn't say I've grew, I've grown out of it because it's not like they've appealed to like a less mature audience. I think it's just like the over, they just overwhelm you with, the NBA and the NFL and the MLB, which is already a poor product as is. And it's just like, I don't, I don't need to know 
that LeBron James like said so and so after the game because he shot three pointer three three pointers and only had twelve rebounds or so like you know what I mean? It's just like they just feed you like con- consistent like unneeded information. And when I go on the ESPN app, like you know when you when you're at the top of the ESPN app and you can scroll through all the sports and stuff to, like to see what's on live. Yeah, the NHL is like almost last every single I know. time. Shouldn't be like to like check scores and stuff. So that, so they're bringing back a, a, a major top four story. And you know, I hope that they make the changes to really expose the NHL, which I think that they will. Yeah, no, I think this is a great move and we're going to find out more about it next year when it happens. I mean, I'm, I'm curious now if I should even get it ESPN plus. Well, Just I'm currently I won't. paying for NHL TV. So. Well, like- you could probably cancel that. No, I am sure that I can. So my question just becomes, and Nick, you probably answered this already and I wasn't listening, but what happens to NHL TV? It becomes ESP, like it just kind of gets integrated with ESPN Plus or does it just go away? Yeah, NHL.TV is done after this year. Okay. So so like say you were subscribed for like the next five years, you wouldn't, it wouldn't renew. So okay. what is that? That's also NHL Network. Or is that a whole separate? No, no, whole okay, separate. that's a whole separate thing. NHL Network is its own network. Okay. Um, no, I yeah, because that's that's what I have. But Cam, you have the app. I have NHL TV, which allows okay, you to watch it. any out of market game. Yes. Right. 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 Okay. But, I mean, I guess that's good for me that everything goes to ESPN because you know it'll give me uh, it'll be a cheaper way to watch more hockey and soccer. So that's great. But yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I kind of stayed silent through a lot of that, but I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I think this is all in all, it's good for the NHL for exposure and, and just um, being on ESPN, like you said, Nick, the worldwide leader in sports, massive NBA, NFL coverage. It brings in whole new demographics of people whose eyes are already on ESPN all the time uh, and showing them a whole new world that I'm sure many of them uh, have no idea about. Because typically the people who say that they don't like hockey just simply have not watched it. So yeah, I think that this is a really good thing for the sport. I yeah. think too, one another way that hockey gets more exposed. I mean, think about how many restaurants or bars or I don't know, local shops, barbershops, uh, you know, uh, sporting goods stores, whatever, have ESPN on all the yeah. time. All the yeah. time. So, I mean, that's even more exposure right there. That's more eyeballs. That's Especially, yeah, especially at sports bars. I mean, now that when everything starts to open up, if that's going to be the main focus, you know, NHL coming to ESPN more often, that's a good thing for restaurants too. Right, exactly. So, and in all of those, um, you know, restaurants and stuff, I'm, I'm assuming through whatever sports package that they get, I'm guessing that, I'm only guessing that maybe blackout restrictions don't apply so that they could show say the Bruins they're being aired on ESPN but they're also being aired on Nesson they might choose the ESPN broadcast over the Nesson broadcast just to yeah just because they could. their TV is already on the channel you know what I mean I don't know if that's a true true statement or not I'm just guessing but anyway yeah I, I think it's it's huge for the league and um, I guess they're still trying to figure out how to get they want to get another network involved basically to have TV rights um, it sounds like NBC might not be willing to give up the money that 
the NHL is looking for, but there could be other networks like USA or, I mean, we see all these random uh, channels for like, then it'll be playoffs like TBS and yeah, um, they're, they're like yeah. part-time deals basically. Yeah. Like, like TNT does something with golf. I think they do TNT, the NBA as well. TNT yeah, does the so. NBA and like, yeah. So you have, you know, Turner channels like that, that might be able to get some, some sort of, like you said, Cam, like half rights or partial rights or whatever to, to air some of these games. And those are all national networks too. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, Part of me, I, I mean, I still hope that because I think the NBC hockey coverage is pretty good. I think they have a lot of really great personalities, former players that come on, coaches that we've seen, you know, Mike Babcock this year and stuff. Um, and Catherine Tappen does a great job. Liam McHugh does a great job. Keith Jones, you know, all those guys. So hopefully those guys can still work on the game and if not then maybe they transfer over to the NHL network or something like that. I, mean, I so. hope so. I would love to have like the whole Catherine Tappen team go to another network with like ESPN or something like that versus staying on NBCSN. Well, I know we don't right. want to stay too much longer on this topic, but like what does that mean? Like that raises the point who are going to be the broadcast team and I don't just mean the play-by-play commentators but who's going to be doing the pre-game and post-game shows and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure and that's something that I'm sure they're figuring out right now as we speak and I'm sure they'll they'll come up with like some contract or something to have them go over to another network. Yeah. Cuz I mean Catherine Catherine Tappen still gets to cover. She covers like Notre Dame football and all like Olympics and uh especially like women's women's hockey and stuff like that too. So, I think she'll have a job in sports broadcasting forever just because she's very good at her job, but yeah, it's a big question on who gets to who gets to go where once once this contract ends at the end of the season. But I'm sure they're all not worrying about it too much right now because they're still we're still we're about halfway through the NHL season. There's still a lot of games to go and playoffs ahead as well. So speaking of that, let's get right into it. Cam, your uh, Washington Capitals are staying hot right now. They are currently in first place in the Mass Mutual East. They're nine and one in their last ten, just like the New York Islanders. Uh, nine three and two and at home, ten ten three and two on the road. Uh, plus fifteen goal differential. They're on a six game winning streak. Um, and your boy, of course, you can tell us the news. Alex Ovechkin just broke another record. So why don't you tell us what's going on there? Ov passes the great Phil Esposito for the sixth uh, spot in the NHL all time scoring list goal scoring list that is and he did it in pure ov fashion with just a laser of a one-timer from from his office at the top of the left circle yeah. uh, on the power play so nothing more fitting there to to continue to ascend um in the record books but yeah it's it's been a great run for the for the capitals and it's been a bit of a quiet run where like nobody's really talking about how good the Capitals have been lately. I mean, people are obviously talking about it, but like you had the Islanders who were on a nine game win streak. You had the Hurricanes who were on an eight game win streak. And then on the flip side, you had the Sabres who we're going to get to later who won a 12 game losing streak. So you kind of had the Capitals putting together very quietly a fantastic run. And, and, and the Penguins were on a six game winning streak as well. Yeah, that's right. And there's a ton of teams who have been on, on great streaks lately. Um, in both the East and West. So things are clicking 
on all cylinders for the Capitals. I think defensively, they've really cleaned up a lot. They were, they've been rolling with seven defensemen a lot with um, Trevor Van Riemsdyk typically being that seventh guy. I know they did that last night when they beat the Islanders to uh, who's snap. Been, What's that? Who, if you don't mind me asking, who's been like the odd man out for forwards then? Um, I don't remember kind of- off the top. It might have been Haglin last night. I, no, it wasn't Haglin. He played last night. He did play last night. I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but um, it's certainly been kind of a juggling match. And I know a lot of guys have been going in and out of the lineup the last few weeks to make room for those types of moves. And I've never been a fan of the seventh D thing because it, it does mess with everything else, uh, especially with the forwards. Yeah. But they've gotten it to work out recently. I've really liked Peter Laviolette as a coach recently, aside from all the comments with Tom Wilson. But <laughs> um, yeah, we're past that now. Yeah, we're past yeah, well, that now. We're, we're all friends who's again. Taking Wilson's place? <laughs> Who took Wilson's uh, spot? Do we know? Let me pull up the roster really quick. Sorry. Maybe, maybe they're just maybe they're just not filling his spot and just elevated. sending out. Yeah. yeah. I think that that actually has been a big part of it with playing the seventh D. Um, is because I mean they don't really have one guy who they can I think confidently call up to replace a guy like Tom Wilson like and naturally insert into the lineup. They've had a few guys come up this year and and none of them have really had a very big impact. So that's probably a big reason why they've been rolling with the seventh D, especially recently, but I'm not going to complain because it certainly has worked out for them. It's definitely working for sure. Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, there's really no stopping the caps. Um, But the thing, the only team that they really got to worry about right now, I mean, they're tied with the most points uh, and they're in first place only because they played one less game uh, with the Islanders. Both teams have 42 points. Washington nineteen six and four, uh, Islanders nineteen seven and four. So yeah, they're very if off, close. If you're going off point percentage, God forbid, somehow some teams weren't able to finish the regular season, which it sounds like that's what they would go by. Uh, the Caps would remain in first place and stay there if uh, the season were to end right now. So yeah, the Caps have been hot. I mean, especially ever since the whole Tom Wilson incident happened, they've they've rattled off I think four or five in a row. So. I, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but they look better without Wilson there. Uh, I'm, I would disagree with that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, as far maybe, as uh, the last two games that I've seen. Maybe right now. I mean, maybe right now they're just kind of rallying around the fact that they don't have one of their best players on the ice. And that that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I didn't mean like for good. Like they look like uh, they're. The way no, you, no, 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 no. Can you imagine? No. It sounded, like, it sounded like they were like a better team without him. I was like. No, yeah. no, no. I meant, I meant like for the last two games without him, yeah. they've been playing yeah. like forcefully. Yeah. No, yeah. it's absolutely something to be said about that. I mean, I think that we've also seen some of the lesser guys come up and play really good since Wilson uh, was sent off for a little while. Daniel Sprong in particular, who has been really good the last week or two. And uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov seems like he's finally starting to find a little bit of a stride after this awful uh, start to the season that he's had. And Connor Sheary, I I have not talked about this guy at all on the podcast, I don't think, since we restarted it. What a phenomenal pickup he's been for the Capitals. He's only got... Uh, 10 points in 26 games, but I mean, it's not horrible, but he he has been a force for them. And um, Vitek Vanacek has been fantastic given the circumstances that he's been under. And Ilya Samsonov's finally uh, back in form as well. So it's just yeah. a lot of things coming together for the Capitals. And more more consistent defense has been a big part of it as well. 
Yeah, all great points. And once again, congratulations to Alex Ovechkin. I mean, all we can yeah, do is just keep huge. watching them pre-call, pre-call them fucking records. That's all we can do. <laughs> um, staying with uh, teams that are hot, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, their eight-game win streak was snapped last night on Monday the 16th um, against Detroit of all teams. But hey, you know, I mean, that goes to show it you. It happens. It doesn't matter how, how bad your record is. Any team can win in a game on any given night in the NHL. Except for Buffalo. Uh, Except for Buffalo, which which we will get to when we uh, talk some (laughs) some sad news. So sad. (laughs) Some more disappointing news, but uh, yeah. Yep, the the Hurricanes are ten one and one at home at I believe it's PNC Arena. Yes, right. Um, Dougie Hamilton is on a nine game point streak, which is most by any defenseman this year. They're eight two and zero in their last ten. I don't know what it is. I, I if I had to guess. And I hate saying that if I had to guess, but I'm not going to lie. I don't watch a lot of Carolina hockey games really at all, if any. Um, but I think it's the fact that Rod Brindamore probably has his team playing the way that Rod Brindamore, Rod Brindamore used to play in, when, in his playing days. Hard nose, never going to give up on a play, always hustling, always making the extra effort to, to make a play. And if you lose you lose. You just move on and carry on to the next game. So that's the way I'm guessing it is. And obviously Vincent Trocek's been a huge, huge factor there this year after being traded there last year. He never really, he had that tough injury a couple of years back and just hadn't really been himself. And it seems like he's fit in perfectly there. Uh, they've had a great uh, goalie combination going in Carolina as well. So, and their back end has been phenomenal between Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci and, and uh, Dougie Hamilton and, and others, it's they're a fun team to watch. And I don't know. I mean, don't sleep on them. I mean, they've made the playoffs, I think, what, the last two or three years in yep. a row? So yeah. They just haven't really been able to get over the hump yet. But, I mean. Yeah, they're, they're definitely one of those teams you do, you have to just sit and watch. Yeah, yeah. And at least they don't play a boring-ass style like the Islanders. Like, at least this team has speed <laughs> and some skill and good goaltending and stuff like that. I just can't believe James Reimer at all, at all the goalies is like over there doing, doing good work for them, but you know, hey, good for him though. Yeah. Reimer, you bum. That's I'll never forget that <laughs> by Jim Murray in that, in that comeback in 2013. But uh, yeah, I mean, Carolina is, has been unreal. And really, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the Tampa Bay lightning, they'd, they'd, be in first place, bro. Yeah. Or, well, technically not right now because of uh, Florida staying hot too. But I mean that the top three of that central division. I mean the the Blackhawks are in fourth right now, and they're still eight points behind uh, Carolina for that third place spot. So um, just want to give you a few stats, and we can talk about the division as a whole. Florida, they're in second place. They're ten two and one on the road. Um, That's incredible. Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov. They've been leading the way. They're seven two and one in their last ten. And Tampa, who's in first, they got a plus thirty five goal differential. Uh, Victor Hedman did notch his five hundredth career point the other night, and they are seven one and two in their last ten. So, Cam, what do you think about this division so far? It's been pretty interesting. Well, I mean, it, it has been interesting certainly within the last few weeks, especially because when this first month or so of the season, it was the Tampa Bay Lightning playing against might teams. And then Florida finally got a regular schedule 
underway and they just did not look back. Same thing with um with Carolina, the two teams who just were riddled with COVID uh res- you know, schedulizations and everything like that and postponements. So once those teams got underway and really got into a groove, that's when the dis- the division started to take form. I think that there are some surprises in this division. Uh, some people are very surprised by Florida. I'm not necessarily one of those people, but a lot of people are. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have been a big surprise to a lot of people. I don't think anybody expected them to be as good as they are. I mean, granted, they've got 14 wins and 11 losses. It's not that great on paper, but given where a lot of people expected them to be this year, three games above 500, I don't think it's anything to scoff at, especially when you're playing in a division with three teams that are so significantly better than you. And without Jonathan Taze as well. That's true. Oh, right. Um, also, I, I think another surprise, which which is more on the negative side, has been Dallas. I mean, yep. they were another team riddled with COVID. They there's they still have only played 25 games so far, so they got a lot of ground to cover. But they they're have, close to the bottom, aren't they? Yeah, they have just not been able to put it together. And I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's a combination of the goaltending along with not enough offense. I mean, if you look at their goal differential, they're at a plus four, but barely. I mean. 72 goals, 468 goals against. Like I said, they haven't played um, as many games, but Nashville, 71 goals. Nashville's only one one goal scored for um, behind them, and Detroit was 68. So they're 6-4-5 and five at home, 3-5-2 and two on the road, which is not good, and 1-4 and four in, when it comes to shootouts and overtime. So yeah, they're not doing too well. 3-4-3 and three in their last 10. Um, Dallas has been a disappointment. Uh, Columbus also has been a disappointment, and really ever since they made that Patrick Line trade. Yeah, I was just going to say, since that trade, they've gone downhill even more. It's just been drama. I mean, I don't know if you guys caught it, but basically, Torts sat Line after he. I don't know. I, I don't know what he did, but basically. And after some more. fight that he got into or Tiff, I don't know. I forgot what it was, but I know what you're talking about. Um, it was, yeah, it was last week, and basically, he didn't play for like the last six minutes of the game. And Torx came out after and, and said that, oh, that first period was the best I've seen Patty play all like all year. Like that's the best best twenty minutes of hockey he's played. And then he went on some philosophical rant about how he didn't actually bench him, but he's gotta make decisions, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Torts could be on the hot seat. I don't know I don't know if if the Columbus would actually fire him or not, or maybe they will with like ten games or twenty games left and just be like, All right, whatever, like we're not making playoffs. It is what it is. But I mean, they got a battle with with Columbus, and they're four points behind them right now uh, in the division. Uh, oh, so I'm sorry. Columbus needs to battle with Chicago. I meant, um, yeah, Columbus just in a rut. Uh, they're three, five, and two in their last ten. Um, seven, five, and five at home, which is not good. You would think that they'd have a better home better, record. Yeah, high. higher. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kim, when you when you say surprises, I I don't know if I wrote Florida off at the start of the year, but I said that it, I'm pretty sure I said that if Bobrovsky can get back to his true form, the way he was in Columbus, I mean, this team's going to be so much better. And they added Patrick Hornquist, who's been a beast for them. They finally, obviously, Keith Yandel's been been playing great, uh, and just like those two forwards I mentioned, Huberto and, and Barkov, like. Talking about a tandem those two are, and Huberto's hands are unreal. He's a great passer, and Barkov is just an all-around great leader. So, 
is it a surprise to us? Maybe not really, but definitely to most people that have been paying attention to the league. Well, listen, I have talked my shit about the Florida Panthers organization in the time that we've been doing this show, but I, 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 I could not write them off going into the season. I think that that's the thing, Nick, is that you just kind of summed up is so many people write them off every single year just simply because it's the Florida Panthers. But no, when you have a roster like that and you make the offseason moves that they've made going into the last couple seasons, you expect them to perform, and they have performed. Do they have the ability to go deep in a postseason run? I'll be honest, I don't think so. There's a debate to be had there, and I I think that it's going to be a wait-and-see sort of situation. But, I mean, it, it is impossible to write them off. And, yes, it's nice that they do have a couple teams at the bottom of, the, of their division who haven't been able to get things going and are, for lack of a better term, an easy two points when they play against them. But still, you're still playing against four other teams in that division who could beat you on any given night. And, too, you can't forget their coach, Joel Quenville. That's what absolutely he right. He brings to the table, too. So, But, hey, they're keeping up with Tampa Bay, who's obviously been rolling as of late. And rolling really all season long. So finally we had Ethan here to shed some light on Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But hey, Tampa will be Tampa and they'll do Tampa things. And they definitely seem like the favorite to repeat um this year. So we'll see what happens. But they just yeah. keep on rolling, rolling, rolling. Um teams that are not rolling right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Might as well just get get this. Yeah, right. Get right into it. (laughs) Big ugly mess out of the way (laughs) is the Buffalo Sabers. They are six eighteen and four with only sixteen points. It just it just makes my heart hurt. Like (laughs) so bad. I know, I know, Cam. You're just like yes, but I just I just feel so bad for them. They are oh nine and one. In their last 10, they're in the middle of a 12-game losing streak. They have a minus 37 goal differential, no Jack Eichel due to injury, and today they dropped the news that they fire Ralph Krueger. Their their head coach, um, Cam, you put in the notes they were 6-18-4 under Krueger this season. Uh, And and you also wrote, what does the future hold for the Sabres in <laughs> That's I mean, a great talked, question. <laughs> we talked a lot about it last week with the whole Jack Eichel rumors and trade rumors and everything. I I just don't know. I don't know what you need to do. Uh, besides, don't pay Jeff Skinner nine million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you guys catch that clip? Yes. Yes. Somebody is the somebody tweeted it last night. It was awesome. So uh, <laughs> Jersey. Uh, Nathan Bastian from the New Jersey Devils, him and Skinner in the box. I'm guessing they got in the, into a scrap or something. They're both chirping at each other. And you could see if you're a good lip reader, I mean, we didn't have to be because we have the internet to do that. But Nathan Bastian says, quote, you're the most overpaid guy in the entire world. <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. <laughs> so perfect. Like, you can't make that shit up, and he's not wrong, which is the best part. <laughs> the thing but is, the, the thing is, the, the best part to me is that Nathan Bastian, in his uh, season this year, in 26 games played, has six points, two goals, four assists. He still has, with those stats, more of a right to shit talk than Jeff Skinner does. 
probably has more points than Skinner. I yeah. believe he does. I haven't pulled it up yet. <laughs> I don't know, Sonic. What do you, like you say you feel bad for the Sabres? Like, I mean, what what do you think that they can even do within the po- couple of years just to get out of this fucking rut? Clean up their roster. I I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah, I think they need to get a new coach. The GM needs to do something. They ha- they need to clean house and draft new players. They have been drafting players for the last like they, they've yeah, had- but like they need good players. They have like sh- they have a shit roster, and that's why they're like dead last I, and not winning anything. I don't know. They have a pretty decent roster. Jack Eichel and, and stats aside, recent performances aside, when you just hear these names: Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, Taylor Hall, Sam Reinhart. Eric Stahl, um, Rasmus Ristolainen, Rasmus Dahlin. There's some pretty significant names on there. Yeah, I mean, you hear that, and but are they playing well together? No, doesn't seem like it. No, so therefore, those that's that's the problem. I don't think there's enough quote unquote teamwork on the ice. I wonder if like. The one move I go back and I think about is the move they made for Kyle Ocposo. And it's like Kyle Ocposo was on the downslope in on Long Island to begin with. Right. Going into it. And they went out and got him. And I think they gave him a five or six year deal and are paying him who knows how much money. And it's like, I think he's playing on their fourth line and they have guys, Casey Middlestat, who they drafted a couple of years ago is playing and, it's it's like a, a fucking smorgasbord just put together and, and it's just everything is just everywhere and sorry Cam go ahead no I was just gonna I, I was kind of cutting you off but between Ocposo and Skinner alone they have by far the most expensive fourth line because that's where those players have been bouncing around all season and, and it's awful and and I really feel for a guy like Jack Eichel who I'm you know, local radio hosts here can say what they want, but they said like, oh, well, the Buffalo hasn't improved as a team ever since they had Jack Eichel. Well, hello, like look at the team around him. There's yeah. al- There also hasn't been a fucking goalie there since Dominic Kashuk, like I said last week too. So it's like, it's you know, just that, that team's a mess. It is. It, it's a goddamn mess. And I don't know if you guys caught like the, the newspaper clipping that was in, like somebody did like an NHL roundup. I forget I didn't what it see it. Says. What was it? It was I forget what it says quote for quote. Do you have it, Ken? I don't have it in front of me, but it was the NHL power rankings and it put um the Seattle Kraken in thirty first and the Sabres <laughs> in thirty second and said Stop it. an NHL team that hasn't even played a single game is still <laughs> above this dumpster fire. Is basically- Shut up. <laughs> yeah, they, they said Basically, they said that get ready for like Buffalo to become the new expansion team. Oh no! Oh, I feel even worse. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for the fans, obviously. Like, yeah, Buffalo are nuts, but listen, the team. I, I will tell so you, they they take their sports seriously up there. I I have an old teacher from high school who is a diehard Bills fan. He grew up in the New York area. He wrote a. An, an, an open letter to the general manager of the Bills back in, I think, the early 2000s. And the, a, a newspaper up there published it. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I, I wouldn't I, be surprised. I, I wish I could find that. But 
I, I mean, we can talk about the Jeff Skinner. Maybe you need to. I think you need to reach out to him and tell him to write a letter to the fucking owner of the Sabers. <laughs> Seriously, you should. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. It's because listen, I the Sabers are that team that I just take pride in watching suck. As far as I'm concerned, they're <laughs> amongst some of the most dysfunctional organizations in the history of the of the sport. What has the Buffalo organization done since the 1999 Stanley Cup final when they lost to Dallas? What have they done? How many times have they, have they made the postseason? <laughs> like three times since then? Yeah, last time it's they even, made it, I think, was 2010. 20, yeah, uh, yeah. Or, I was going to say, it's just it's even torture, like, Watching oh, no, the game. It was 2010, 2011. They lost in the first round of the Flyers. Okay. Um, I believe that's correct. But listen, yeah. we can talk about the Jeff Skinner stuff. We can talk about uh, Kyle Ocposo, Jack Eichel. The player that I look to for a lot of this is Taylor Hall. Look at Taylor. Look at Taylor Hall's track record. Every mm-hmm. team he has played for in his NHL career has suffered. From yeah, everything I, he's like cursed. From everything I know about Taylor Hall, he has siphoned every bit of positive energy out of every single locker room he has ever been a part of in his professional career. I This is why I've never wanted one of my teams to pick him up. And for Buffalo's sake, we have it written in our notes, should Taylor Hall be traded or will he be traded before the end of this season? He's an unrestricted free agent uh, at the end of the season. For Buffalo's sake, get rid of him now. You're not going anywhere this season. I, I just don't know what to do. I mean, you need to get a guy like that out of your out of your locker room. And I don't know how he keeps getting jobs in the NHL, honestly. It, it's it's amazing to think that this guy was a first overall pick um, back in twenty back in twenty ten. I mean, yeah. the dudes played for let's see, Edmonton, New Jersey. Arizona last year as a rental and then Buffalo this year. He's got two goals, 14 assists for 16 points this year in 28 games played. He's a minus 17. Uh, That is the highest so far in his career. He finished, let's see, minus nine, minus three, minus 15, minus one, minus four, minus nine, minus six, minus 11, and minus three, and minus 17. He's had one, two two seasons where he's been a plus player. It's fucking crazy. Uh, I'm sorry. Three, three seasons that he's been a plus player. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he is a selfish guy. I don't know if he just doesn't buy into team systems. I don't know if he's too worried about getting his own stats. I don't know what it is. Because he always. Can I say that it's all of the above? It probably is. But, like, I mean, obviously, none of us know Taylor Hall on a personal level. So we have no idea. We also. I've never seen him work other than playing in games, but I'm I'm sure he's a phenomenal talent. But like you said, Kim, everywhere he go he goes, the team just like can't go anywhere. It just I mean they down. Made, they made the playoffs. He made the playoffs with the Devils, I think, his MVP season. And what they get bounced in the first round? It's yeah. like I'm saying he's cursed. It it's it's crazy, and there was already an article out on NHL.com today, which I sent over to you guys that the Sabres GM is open to anything and everything, and I'm sure Taylor Hall will get traded. Some team will go out there and. Uh, isn't he on a no no move clause? I don't think so. Not with a one year deal, I doubt it. But Kim, I honestly wouldn't be surprised 
if the Caps go out and get him. I I really I be surprised. Be shocked either. <laughs> just because like just knowing who the Caps like to go after, and this is like this guy's right up the wheelhouse. Sniper, fast, has hands, can make plays. You know they have enough of that. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, dude, I would dude, it, anything to keep this guy away. I want him nowhere near them. Just know watch, that they watch the Bruins get him. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Bruins would rather call up freaking Zach Senishin fifteen times and have him play twelve <laughs> times and trade for Taylor Hall. I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't think Taylor Hall fits into many teams' locker rooms, and maybe no. he just doesn't get along no. with, with most of the groups and. I don't know, or maybe even a team like Toronto tries to go out and tries to tries to get him and fix him or something like that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. uh, what the price is going to be for him? I can't imagine it's got to be that high to to get him. You know what I mean? I can't. Yeah. I, I, well, that's the thing is like our. I think a lot of guys at this point in the NHL understand the presence that he brings into a locker room. Like I said, it seems like he just siphons every ounce of positive energy out of a team room um and his production just hasn't exactly been there this year you know at least compared to what it should be with some of the players who he's playing with so i get it he plays in a shitty system right now but he i think that he makes a lot of those systems shitty uh you know just looking at his track record and you see you mentioned toronto nick i actually think that that would be a strangely good fit for him if they can find a way to to fit him in yeah, probably on the second or third line, but still, he'd still get minutes on a power play and stuff. Yeah. Did you guys see Taylor take the puck to the face last night? I, I didn't did. see it, but I, <laughs> I heard about it. I was it, like, oh, 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 well. But, but as, a, as a real hockey guy, he returned and finished the game. So, yeah. <laughs> it looked like the puck just like just knuckled and smashed him right in the face. Poor guy. Yeah, it wasn't like a direct hit, but. Uh, Anyway, Sonic, you just mentioned the Bruins, so we might as well uh, wrap up there before we get to pucking around. Um, real quick, the Bruins have been pissing me off for a solid Four month. Four straight games? Yeah. <laughs> no, for a solid month. Like They're fourth in the division, as I wrote, barely. They're 4-4-2 four, yeah. four in their last 10. They haven't won consecutive games since February. I don't have the date in front of me, so I'm sorry if I if I can't provide you that. Um, they haven't... They've. They've like it seems like even when they win, they still kind of lose. Like they haven't like made like a statement win since they played the Caps that that game. I mean, yeah, they blew they beat the Rangers like four nothing, and then the next game the Rangers came back last Saturday and the Rangers four blew zero. Yeah. So, good. I was just gonna say this is exactly why I said last week that the Bruins win against the Capitals was a reactionary win and not a statement win. Yeah. Yeah, and you were right, Cam, because for for a month now, they haven't even, like, how can you not string together consecutive wins when you started off so great? I mean, they started off unreal. I was like, okay, this is this is it. Like, holy shit, I just saw the score. It's 9 nothing New York right now. Huh? What? It's not a typo. Hold on. I swear to God, oh, I just saw nine. not lying, my friend. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> Oh my god, that is that is embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god, Rangers and Flyers. Well, wow. The, the Flyers have had a way of being really good and then doing that some nights. So that yeah. that's that's embarrassing. 
Yikes. Sorry, I just got so distracted. By that. <laughs> oh my God. Yikes. That's a good distraction. <laughs> oh, but anyway. No, I, back to the Bruins. I was going to say, I feel like they went downhill since Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's pretty much a pretty much like right there when we when they haven't when the last time they've won consecutive games so um Tukaraski got hurt something something tweaked like he like grabbed like his lower back like yeah I think it was like making a save but like there has been no statements about what's happening with him and he's been out for what five games now I think four four I think if he misses tomorrow I think that'll be the fifth game he will miss tomorrow because I think Halak is playing tomorrow, or Vladar is playing. So this is what uh, I'm sick and tired of Yaroslav Halak. Like he's he's a great backup. He's not a one B. Like I don't think he's a one B. You play him more than like four games in a row, he's going to be exposed. I mean that game against the Rangers, he shut him out the night before, like and two nights like before. Two, two nights then, ago, yeah, yeah. And then the Rangers come out and blast him for four. Now, granted, the team didn't, the Bruins didn't play great in that Saturday afternoon. So I'll give him that. But it's just like, I see too much like sliding out of position, flopping around too much going, going butterfly too fast. And it's like, I don't know if his reactions just aren't where they used to be, which obviously happens with age. I get it. But it's like, I don't when Sweeney came out or I think it was Sweeney that came out last week or two weeks ago that said like, Oh yeah, we, We'd love to have both Yarrow and Rask back. It's like, do you really need to bring back Yaroslav Halak? Well, not that bad. You can't like nix him out because of what you said. What? Just, you you're saying about the whole re-signing him back? Yeah, I don't. I like. I think you. The Bruins have like they have Jeremy Swayman, who's undefeated in the AHL this year in his first professional season. And then you had Dan Vladard last night who played phenomenal against Pittsburgh. And the the team was the Bruins were lucky to win that. The Bruins should have lost that. I mean Oh thank Pittsburgh. God. <laughs> I'm so it's, happy that you said that. <laughs> you should have lost the game. Yeah, the Bruins should have oh, lost. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. should have lost. Like Pittsburgh was all over them in the second period. And uh, luckily Vladar made an unreal paddle save in the first. And but it was just like breakdown after breakdown by the team by the Bruins and like and it was in all three zones too and it's like all their shots seemed to like come from outside and like they barely like made DeSmith work until the third period and it took Trent Frederick who I think was a huge ball of energy on this team and like yeah. is perfect is perfect for this team because there's a lot of veterans on here and there's not too much youth but I wish like the Bruins would take like. Trent Frederick's energy and just pass it along throughout the whole team. Yeah, I agree. Because that would that would make them such a better team, like way more hustle and, and shit like that. It's like I I know they're banged up on the blue line, but like I'm not gonna blame them. Like like Connor Clifton the other night took two straight penalties against Pittsburgh, yeah. and it's like yeah. a minus two or three, and it's like how many times does that need to happen for? Bruce Cassidy to be like, hey, Cliff, sit down. You're not, you, you, you've been a pro now for like three years. You're not playing in college anymore. You can't just like take the puck up from the D zone and think that you're going to walk all the way down into the offensive zone and score. It doesn't happen. It's the NHL. So I'm not just pointing out Connor Clifton, obviously, but like 
I mean, Matt Grizzlick, since his, his return from injury, has been one of the Bruins' best defensemen, along with Charlie McAvoy. They've been playing on the line together. But it shouldn't take Dan Vladder to make his first career NHL start and you guys to win off of, off of a lucky goal that happened because Marshawn changed in the offensive zone and Frederick was able to walk in untouched or, or not even looked at and snipe a goal. And then Marsh, Brad Marshawn misses a wide open empty net. Oh my God, don't even talk about that. That he shot in the air, like from the blue line. It's like, oh my God. But luckily, Vladar, he stood on his head. And, you know, their next two games are against Buffalo. I don't even start Halak. I'd play play Vladar both games. I would too. Well, here's the thing is like, we talk, Nick, you brought up, do we need to bring back Rask and uh, Halak going into the next season? This is a test period with Rask out to see. If Halak can sustain these regular minutes, we have the question mark there. And it's a test for Vladar because if Halak doesn't perform and he does, that kind of gives the Bruins their answer. This is the perfect timing, if you ask me, to, to, to have this sort of question. And to speak yeah. to last night as well and to Bruins' overall needs, I hate to sound like every other uh, radio guy and hockey guy out there right now, but the Bruins have absolutely zero fucking depth scoring. Because... Before the Trent Frederick goal yesterday, who scored? David Posternock. They get a five-minute power play, which was a blessing in and of oh, itself. Yeah, they no kidding. Five-minute power play. And they dominated the first, what, two minutes and 15 seconds. It was two minutes and 15 seconds of continuous play with the same line out there. Bergeron, Posternock, um, Marshan, whoever else was out there, dominated. Pittsburgh couldn't clear the zone. Bruins just get it in the back, didn't get it back in the net. It's fine. There's over three minutes left. That line goes off. Everything goes to shit. So it's not yeah. even just about the scoring. It's about having any sort of offensive zone stability. I don't know. I'm getting riled up. So someone take it from me. No, no. We, to- we agree with you for sure. At least I do. That, the Bruins never should have been on that on that five minute power play. No, if anything, no, it should have no. been. If anything, it could have been two, and I don't even know if it should have been. Uh, wh- what's Tanev's first name? Is it was it Chris Tanev or Matt? Brandon. Brandon. It's Brandon or Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Tanev. He hits uh, Tenorti. I mean, some people say like, oh, it could have been a charge. It ended up being called a, a five minute major for boarding, and and Tanev got kicked out of the game. It was a gift of a. It was an absolute gift of a power play, and like you said, Kim, the the <laughs> the fucking fucking power play. Like you said, two minutes and fifteen seconds. You're hemmed in their offensive zone, and every single shot is from like the top of the circle or a shot from the point that that gets through but isn't tipped because fucking fat faced Nick Ritchie can't tip it, or oh, or he's just like. Oh, oh, puck! Like, I don't know, man. I I don't mean to make fun of people and stuff, but it's just like this team is just so fucking annoying lately. And it, and you're right, Cam. They have no depth scoring whatsoever for like the eighth consecutive year in a row. We've talked <laughs> about this. So I don't know what I don't know what what it's going to take. Is it going to take being bounced in the first round by fucking Washington in four games? Is that what it's going to take? Because that's happened before. It so, might. So that's- how many times are you going to go through this every single year? And and like you said, Cam, with uh, with like now's the time to see what you have in Halak. Well, Tuka Rask goes down like every year and misses it. He either gets hurt or leaves for a personal reason or something along those lines for at least four, five, six, seven, eight games. And for the most part, Yaro Halak does the job pretty well. 
But this year with the shortened schedule and the games being back to back or within 36 hours of each other, I just don't know if he can handle the workload. And if he doesn't and in brass stays out and you keep playing Vladar and he, he plays well, I mean, there's a reason why they called him up to be the third, the third goalie for this team. You gotta, you gotta make a decision in the off season. I think you're better off going with a younger goaltender. Let him learn the game, play a game, play a full 82 season game. Give him 35 games a year, and see what you got there. Because you also have, like I said, Jeremy Swayman down in the AHL too. So it's just super frustrating, super frustrating to watch. And and now they get Buffalo for two straight games. And I swear to God, if they lose to Buffalo, I. I no, that that would be absolutely disgusting if that were the case. Well, well if, if they're going to win, they're going to win one nothing or two nothing. Yeah, and, even and worse. It'll, <laughs> it'll be Marshawn and it will be Pasternak who score the goals. Right. <sighs> but also, David Pasternak, stop giving up on plays. Oh Every single. God. If, the puck gets, if the puck gets knocked off your stick, skate after the guy who just took it from you. Yeah. So don't just stand there and expect Marshawn or Bergeron to go in on the forecheck and try and win the battle for you and then set you up for your one-timer that half the time misses the net. It's oh, just sloppy play. fan on two consecutive uh, yeah. oh, yes. one-timers the other night? It was brutal. He just looks – it's sloppy. I'm like, go after the damn puck. Just I don't know if he's just not – I mean, the whole team doesn't seem to be playing with confidence. Even Bergeron just doesn't look the same out there right now. And he could be battling an injury, which he probably is or something, but it's like – Yeah. Uh, like like let's, you said, I got I to calm down too because I got to go to bed soon. So I can't go <laughs> – well, I'm going go to go I'm going to dream about how much the Bruins suck for the whole night. No, yeah, let's we, let's we, let's we, not do that. Let's leave on a happy note. Yeah, let's they're gonna win tomorrow. So <laughs> we we need to move on to pucking around, but just to speak one more time to to needing depth scoring, we've seen Don Sweeney make moves that have paid off before. Charlie Coyle and Marcus Johansson paid off despite the fact that the Bruins didn't win the Stanley Cup in 2019. Coyle had I think 15 points in the postseason. Uh, with 16 points in the 2019 playoffs. Marcus Johansson had 11 points in the 2019 playoffs. Unfortunately, the playoffs are in question for the Bruins right now. Neither of those guys performed particularly well in the regular season after being acquired. Granted, they didn't play that many games. I think Coyle had six points and Johansson had like four. But um, they just, they need to make a move. It's It's not a matter of, of if it's a matter of when they make a move because, and actually I take that back. It is a matter of if with Don Sweeney, it absolutely is. So I take that back. I, and I don't know how many more chances, like I put it in the notes and I'm just going to touch on it quickly. Jake Dabrowski got, he got healthy scratched last week then comes back and scores his first, his first goal of the season that wasn't on a power play. So five on five. And it, he, he basically came out and said, like, yeah, I played pissed off. Why can't you play like that every night? Shouldn't you be pissed off that your team isn't winning consecutively when, when you guys say that you're this great team? And enough of, like, like Charlie Coyle has been, like, a ghost for most of the year. And Craig Smith. Yeah. Yeah, what? Like, <laughs> he, all he does is just throw the puck on that. And, like, I'll give him one thing. He skates hard. He goes after he pucks. He's not afraid to mix, like, you know, get in on the physical game and stuff on both sides, but it's like, 
it's it's no wonder why Nashville was like, all right, yeah, we're not going to pay this guy like if he stays here like four and a half mil because all he does is just shoot the puck and maybe twelve of them go in. And and you know what? I, I they called up Oscar Steen last night. Uh, he played a little bit on the fourth line and stuff. That kid has wheels, but yeah. obviously I want obviously I want to see more. But I I think Chris Wagner hasn't played in like three or four games. It's like uh, Anders Bjork, another guy that is so in and out of the lineup with Cassidy. And it's like, well, you have pieces here that you can move on that, that could fit in elsewhere. And maybe you got to pull the trigger on Jake DeBrusque and you eat that, um, you eat that draft pick yet again. But did you notice Cam, uh, last week, Seneshin, Vakaninen, oh no, Seneshin, Zaboral, and DeBrusque, all three picks that Sweeney took in that 2015 draft played in the same NHL game for the first time ever. That fucking draft. I was going back and looking at the 2015 draft the other night, screaming into a fucking pillow. It's unbelievable. Awful. It was passing on Matt Barzell passing on um, Connor. who Kyle Connor, Kyle Connor, uh, and there's another big one in there who I can't think of off the top of my head. It will go if they if Don Sweeney doesn't win a cup and none of those guys are in or if he if they even if they do win a cup and none of those guys are involved in it, that goes down as the worst draft in Bruins history. It's crazy. It's absolutely mind boggling. Anyway, it's like you said, Sony, let's get to some positive notes here. So how about uh, you want to send us to some pucking around? Let's do it. Quit fucking around. Oh, fuck you. No, hey, fuck you. Fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Guys, stop fucking around. Yeah. Alrighty, alrighty. <laughs> I just love little, hearing it. <laughs> a little laugh. Feels good. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Should I start with my pucking around question? Sure thing. All right. Um, so my question is more of if you could change. Like if you could come up with your own logo for your personal team, like the Bruins or Caps, what would you do as a new logo? One that hasn't been used before? Yeah. I would take the Washington Monument and have it going straight through the hole on the Pentagon because Washington fucks everybody they play. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was not (laughs) expecting that at all. (laughs) Nick's literally <laughs> face palming right now. No, the fact the fact that you were like, Fox, everybody. <laughs> I know. I wish you guys could actually see it the way he just did it. That was, that was brilliant. Good job. Oh, God. <laughs> That's that my was answer, and I'm sticking to it. Uh so I guess my logo, I would like I try and make it like the skyline and have like Boston, like written in the skyline. Yeah, I wouldn't change the colors per se, but if I could change the colors, I think, I think I would just make every team in Boston red, white, and blue, uh, and uh, like different shades of red and blue and stuff like that. Okay. I'm just curious how that would work with the Bruins, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So like. A bear, like I don't fucking know, like a bear sitting down eating the bee. I don't know. That could be that could be kind of cool. Interesting. Bear yeah. sitting on top of the Dorchester water tank. 
There you go. Oh, that all right. Works. I didn't even think about that. Taking a uh, shit on Southie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking more like, kind of like you said, Nick, like the skyline in the back, but then have like a double B for like Boston Bruins, but like it overlaps, the two B's overlap. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that in my head a little bit. What would you do for the Oilers? Oh, Jesus, they need a whole wardrobe. Um, no, they don't. They're fine. That ugly, that logo. It's so ugly. Are you kidding me? I love the Oilers logo. It's classic. Eh, I don't, I honestly, I, I would have no idea what to do with them. Just make it a big ass oil rig. I guess so. Well, their old affiliate, the, I don't believe they're affiliated anymore. The Oklahoma City Barons, I think is who they were. Their logo was like a bit, one of those big oil drilling uh things from oh, like oh yeah 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 everybody look that up i think that that'd be a cool little alternate logo or something yeah yeah i just feel like their logo's a little blah so i don't know i i have no idea what i would change for them i'm sure ethan would take like the white like cartoon hands make it a fist and have the middle finger be the bolt <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah <laughs> That's definitely appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he'd just be like, nah, it's fine the way it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. Perfect. We're the perfect team. <laughs> Kim, do you have one or you want me to go? I can go. My question isn't quite as fun as Sonic's, but we were talking about uh, the situation in Columbus earlier with Patrick Line, John Tortorella. And I want to ask you guys, do you think that John Tortorella should be fired? Or maybe not immediately, maybe at the end of the season. Should he be relieved of his coaching duties? Um, well, considering he only has one year left, like this is his last year on his deal. That we know of. No, it, no, it is. Like, this Officially is it is? Contract with the Blue Jackets, like. If the team doesn't make playoffs, but like they're in the hunt. But like, just don't make it. I would say it's just time to shake things up and just move on. If the team really starts to fall apart and drop like twelve straight, like the Sabers, and I'd say, yeah, just can them. I mean, they're going that way anyway, so yeah, I say can them for sure. I never liked him anyway, so I wanted him out. He only he fits in certain in certain locker rooms and in certain organizations for a little while, and then everybody kind of just gets sick of him. Yeah. I think he's overstayed as welcome. I have very, very mixed feelings about it. I'm leaning towards, I think that he should be relieved of his coaching duties, not necessarily even for the team's performance, but just for the general attitude in the locker room because clearly things aren't meshing there. Um, whether we're talking about the situation with um, the guy who got traded to Winnipeg, whose name I can't remember now. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois, whether it's Patrick Laine, um, yeah, I think that there's clearly an issue there and I don't think that it would hurt them honestly to relieve him of coaching duties. However, I do have a slightly different perspective on the whole thing because you could make the argument that guys like, you know, that a guy like Patrick Line is kind of a bigger name than the Blue Jackets organization as a whole. I agree. And when a guy like that with a presence and sort of an ego comes into a locker room, he can completely take over. 
and I can, can and I can tell you as a fan of switching sports here of Chelsea FC, I have watched Chelsea change their manager so many times over the last few years because managers could not control the egos in a locker room. And that that's a really big deal. And it, it's just all it does is set up the next guy for failure too, because it seems like the players have all the power in those situations. So it's the managers who always get canned when Chelsea doesn't do well. So there's part of me that thinks that John Tortorella needs to stay and needs to be given more time to try to reel things in and gain more respect from his team. And there's part of me that thinks he needs to go because of the clear attitude problem that's that's uh, being had down there. Yeah. Sir. Good answer. All right. My question is, as usual, not as fun as Sonic's because Sonic is the only one that knows to have fun here and is miserable all the time. That's true. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop it. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> My question is, if you could be sponsored by any of like the major hockey brands that exist in the NHL, Warrior, uh, Bauer, CCM, Jofa, if you want to go that route, uh, or even if you want to use old old ones like Reebok, Easton, um, you know, True, there's True that's out there, all that stuff. Who would you guys want to be sponsored by, and what would be your ideal stick? Oh Jesus! What do you mean um, by ideal stick? Just what, what like, who the brand is or brands? You know, flex like because the only reason why I think about this is because Jake DeBrusque went from using Jake DeBrusque went from using uh, that Bauer Nexus ADV that has a hole in it. He went from using that to like one of his older sticks, and he ended up scoring that goal. So that's what made me think of it. Oh my God! Get that thing out of here. What? It's a stick. <laughs> He's <The> got it. <laughs> How old is that thing? This Bauer Nexus uh, eight. What eight thousand? This is three years old, probably four, three or four years old. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna grab mine. <laughs> guys, guys, and their sticks. Guys and their sticks. Is that the name of the episode, Sonic? <laughs> I think that's the new that's the new name. Guys and their sticks. Guys and their sticks. <laughs> Nick, we have the name of the episode. As soon as you took off your headset, Sony. Guys and their sticks. Guys, guys and their, their sticks. sticks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I have the next I have the Nexus too, but this is a two N Pro. Well, let me get mine, guys. Wait, here it is. <laughs> well, for you it would just be a knee hockey stick. That's all you need. Crunch, Sonic, show us your sticks. <laughs> These are my sticks. <laughs> I don't have a stick. <laughs> yeah, here's my stick, still rocking, rocking the pink tape from my senior year of high school because it's been that nice. Long since I've nice. No, this would be uh, from when I was coaching. Actually, I take that back. So it's been two years since I've used this. Oh. Um, but I mean, I have to say Bauer uh, as the brand that I would want. To have a deal with because I, I really always used their products, not just the sticks, but pretty much everything, helmet, shin pads, uh, shoulder pads, everything. I always loved Bauer. Skates, skates is a big one. I've been using the same Bauer Supreme skates since I was in like the seventh grade because my feet really haven't grown that much. <laughs> but um, I'd have to say Bauer. And for ideal stick, you know, it's hard for me to say because it has been so long since I've actually played. I don't necessarily count coaching because I was just practicing. 
uh, really, and just running drills. I would jump into the drills because I like to have fun, and I thought that it was good for the team. But um, as a, as plebby as an answer as it is, I really think that I'd kind of have to just go with the Ovechkin specs because I was using very like plain curves for most of the time that I played. You like the Crosby curve is very flat. I had Dotsuk for a while, which is very flat. Um, and I really was not much of a goal scorer. I was a contributor, but not a goal scorer. And I said, you know, what? I need to change it up my senior year of high school. And I got an Ovechkin stick just kind of for the fuck of it, really. And I scored two goals the very first game that I used it and just all my numbers went up. So I, I think I just have to stick with that. I think the Ovi, is that the P29? Yeah, I believe so. It should say on here somewhere. Um, Hold on, yeah. Should be like right here. Oh yeah, yeah. Mine says it too. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> yes, P ninety two seventy seven flex lie six. I mean, the curve on this thing. I can't hold this up. I'm bashing the ceiling as we speak. But the curve is just fucking filthy on this. Hey, I got a P ninety two one hundred two flex lie stick lie six. Yeah, I like this. I like the stiff sticks. Yeah, comparing sticks, guys. Um, well, clearly I don't Mine's have a stick, so longer. I can't, I can't give you the answer for a stick. Mine's definitely you... longer. <laughs> I mean, oh, taller. you forgot to do the sound effect. Come on, Cam. My feet are bigger. All right. All right. Settle down. <laughs> God, if Ethan was here, it'd be so awkward. <laughs> I, I think I already did that for him, but. <laughs> what 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 like brand would you want to partner with though? I would love to do a cross brand and do Bauer and Adidas. If that's if that could even be a possibility. Well, Adidas does make the NHL jerseys. Yeah, I know, and I think Adidas bought out Reebok, right? I think so. What I think, yeah, I think it's Reebok. So I would. Yeah, if I could do a cross sponsorship, I would do Bauer. Yeah, I would do Adidas and Bauer. Hmm. Stick-wise, I have no idea. I'm surprised Adidas doesn't have more stakes in making more NHL merchandise. Because they make some. Like, if you go to shop.nhl.com, you can definitely find it out there. Yeah. Right. I I think CCM... I think CCM and Adidas are together, so I just think CCM just makes all the stuff. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what it is. I think because well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, just talking about merchandise, not necessarily equipment. Um, but I mean, a lot oh. of the NHL stuff is done by Fanatics now too, and I, and Fanatics right, right. is its own. Yeah, thing. Fanatics is huge right now. But I but I mean like I mean like equipment wise, like yeah, CCM bought Reebok, and I believe CCM and Reebok is owned by. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, someone, the, one of them, those companies merged, so I don't know what it was. Yeah. All I know is Bauer's the best. Yeah. What about you, so, Nick? So I always liked the Warrior 6. I just loved the way they looked and their color schemes and everything like that. But I've never used, I've never, or I had one, like I a dynasty, one. and it was like old as shit and heavy as shit. But ever since I picked up this Bauer Nexus, it's like, my pride and joy. Um, I always liked vapors and vapor skates have been my favorite skates, but like if I, 
like just looking across like the NHL and seeing like these guys is like their gear and everything between their helmets, their glove styles and all like, I think like warrior has the best gloves. I think they have the ugliest helmets. Um, I think Bauer, Bauer or CCM have like the best looking helmets. Agreed. So I, I would kind of do a collab too. Like, like I would go like Bauer helmet, Bauer stick, warrior gloves, CCM shins, CCM pants, because that's what I have right now. And they're super comfy. Um, and then skates, I would do Bauer. But I guess the way I was thinking of the question was like more along the lines of like, who do you see on the ice that like you're like, okay, that dude has swag. Like, what's it like? What brands does he use? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think it's predominantly going to be Bauer. Yeah. I mean, Bauer is so huge that it's really, they're like the mega, the Megatron of the NHL. Yeah. But good, good question, though. Oh, thanks. Well, uh, that pretty much does it for, well, that definitely does it for wrapping around, uh, wrapping around, Jesus Christ. Wrapping around the puck and around. <laughs> yeah, wrapping the puck around. Um, With your sticks. Yes. Before Mine's got we, a lot um, of flex to it. What? What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. The audience Before, heard me nice and loud, loud and clear. Before we sign off, though, we do have to um, unfortunately, talk about one very sad thing that happened across the uh, the hockey world, and that is the death of a uh, 19-year-old Timur Faizudinov. I hope I'm saying that right, and if I'm not, I'm very sorry. But the 19-year-old uh, unfortunately took a puck to the head. Uh, like two nights, two or three nights ago, I think. Like Yeah, like late last week. And unfortunately passed away uh, yesterday morning on Monday. Uh, he was 19 years old. Uh, I guess the puck caught him in a, in a tough spot, uh, an unprotected area of his head. And fortunately, he did not make it. So we just want to say uh, our best wishes to him and his family, to the entire Russian Hockey League over there. And yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of people across not only the NHL but the AHL juniors. You know. The world of hockey. I mean, every I saw a lot of people posting about it. So, yeah, uh, we just want to say our thoughts and prayers to him and to his family. And you know, everybody that gets to play this game is very lucky. But everybody also knows that it's also a big risk that you take every time you uh, strap on your skates and go out there. Anything can happen. So, and just like in anything in life, but um, you know, just be safe out there and uh, try and play smart and in the safest way possible so wear a helmet wear a mouth guard wear everything please <laughs> yeah but uh just want to unfortunately end with some sad news but it's something that we had to we had to say so yeah remember when we said that we were going to end on a high note <laughs> yeah well we're well, going to win tomorrow bruins are winning tomorrow we've got this we've got this guys <laughs> i got me some mexican water Thanks, Ethan. That, that always puts a <laughs> smile on everyone's faces. So. Perfect. We love that. And on that note, thanks, guys, for tuning in. <laughs> and if the Bruins lose tomorrow, I'm going to slash myself in the face with my own stick. Positive notes now. Come on. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I'll, uh, I'll do it for this podcast. Thank you for listening. Share, subscribe, leave a review, hit us up through our socials. Let's blow this job. Oh, I-
say that. You know, and let's get more people to listen to it. <laughs> we love you guys. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Thank you.